This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Heroes of HP12, the Wiccan Wanderers podcast powered by the fans. I'm Michael Kenny, joined as usual by Dan Clark and Damien Farrar-Hockley. On this week's episode, we attempt to separate the sweet from the sour. From family day fun at HP12 to Tuesday night's last-minute disappointment on the Hampshire coast, we discuss the highs and lows of our last two games against Carlisle and Portsmouth. We then look ahead to this weekend's action as we seek a quick return to winning ways against league strugglers Fleetwood Town. Guys, uh, let's talk about Portsmouth first. I know we usually talk about the games on, you know, the the, the oldest game, the game on Saturday. But let's talk about last night's action, Tuesday night's action. Uh, Portsmouth, Fratton Park, always a, a raucous atmosphere. Good start, lots of pressure. And we fall at the final hurdle, losing 2-1. Um, look, big question, right? The big question. Was it a foul? Yes. There's no other way of looking at it. He leads with the arm. He comes in and there's just there's just no way it can't be a foul. He, he clearly pushes one of um, Max's arms and then the body comes in. Anywhere else on the pitch, he's given a foul for that. I just, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to incur the wrath. Um but I've watched it back a bunch of times and you've seen them be given. You've seen them be disallowed and I've seen them be disallowed. Uh, I've seen, I've seen Wickham score goals like that a bunch of times and they've been disallowed. And, but I've also seen teams score goals like that and they're allowed. And it seems to be a bit of a gray area. I think if that happens in the 56th minute, I don't think that Blooms' comments... Blooms was raging on Twitter last night, absolutely spitting um, very strongly worded tweets or a very strongly worded interview. Um, yeah, I just I just think that it's one of those that you see him given, you see them, you know, not given. We've got to put it in context here, though. I'm a Wickham fan. That's a foul. <laughs> I'm fuming. The guy, red card, 10-game ban... Alex Ferguson <laughs> tweets, he, he could have been killed. But I'm a Wickham fan. Danger to himself. It's the 98th minute. I'm fuming. <laughs> if, you know, Big Chris, rising like a phoenix, straight into the air, nods it in, knocks the keeper out. Like, 
in a similar it's, fashion. It, it's heroic, right? It's a great last minute goal. You got <laughs> this is this is the game that we know and love coming back. It's either or, isn't it? The ref sees it or he doesn't. He gives it or he doesn't. You know, we've had. So in that case, he would, he would have disallowed that because he's Wiccan. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I put out a bit of a conversation starter. Uh, on social media earlier today just to kind of see what the reaction was i mm. haven't said myself online whether i thought it was a foul or not as a wiccan fan i'm biased it's a foul that's yeah that's yeah. how i feel but you've seen them given you've seen them not given it's just it's one of those you know we've had the rubber the green bristol rovers earlier this season mm. when they maybe should have had a penalty in the last minute and they didn't and that could have been a draw compared to a win so you know it's just you, you you get what you're given really um but if you look in slow motion the guy's led with his arm and max you can see max has got complete control up in the air um we know max well enough to know that he would have saved that bar the fact i think he looked like he was carrying an injury for the second half mm. um and the guy's knocked his arm out of the way which has caused him not to catch it now he's got the he's got the keeper before he's got the ball so there's there's a feasible amount of room where the ref can give that as a foul but if he doesn't give it a foul like the guy's got a right to go for the ball you can't you know keepers are very overprotected these days so you know i can see it from both sides it's just it made me laugh more than anything how um large the overreaction was based on me posting a slow motion replay saying you seen some of these given you seen some of them haven't been given before slow-mo always just yields a bit of a different reaction doesn't it i i guess the of course it does. my question my question to you guys is it happened in the 98th minute it was the last essentially the last act of the game do you yeah. think if that happens earlier in the game the referee potentially pulls that up or, or do you think the ref was always going to give it or do you think that he just gave it in the 98th minute because he's like right, i'm bloody tired now 98 minutes i'm i'm knackered i'm gonna get it's... off the pitch and let's go on. There's loads of factors in there, you know, would he have given it if it was Adam's part compared to Fratton part? There's, there's loads of different factors we don't know because we don't know it is it is a matter of opinion in this case. So, you know, I I don't know is, is the honest answer. I feel... But you say you say it's a matter of opinion, but ultimately, you know, if if he's leading in with his arm and... The laws of the game nowadays, yeah. Yeah. So, so it should be a foul, and uh, but we know what the what the quality of officiating is like at this level. I mean, we know what the quality of officiating is like at the very top of the game at the moment. So, uh, but that is for another podcast. Look, let's let's try and talk positives for a little bit um, because we got off to a pretty decent start. We took the game to them. I mean, it's not an easy place to go, um, and uh, I mean, look, the goal we scored not going to win any prizes for goal of the goal of the day let alone goal of the season um but good for scowan to get his one goal for the season a uh, bit scrappy wasn't it scowan's got his goal for the season um but i i agree with you that that we um we took the game to them i saw i saw bloomfield after the game on saturday night, uh, evening and he was buzzing for it he was really up for it he said They've got to lose sometime because uh, I still didn't see the tough games. So they've got to lose sometime. I'm really up for it. And he showed faith in the players that played so well on Saturday. And we did. I think we caught them on the hop a bit. I think they thought they were going to turn up and walk over us. And uh, we showed from a very early stage, although getting a few few bookings to a few players that were going to be influential was a, was 
held us back a little bit, I think, from going ultra aggressive. But yeah, no, until I was still positive when it was one all until that last part. It was actually it was actually quite nice that um, he's come up with. There was a clear game plan less yesterday. Um, we've talked about the fact that he's trying to find his feet over the last few games and et cetera, et cetera. But like, especially if you look at, you know, you've got the same formation to get, you played against Carlisle, same team. Um, and there was two completely different plans for those games. Um, and that for me was reassuring because it shows that the players had got it. And up until that 98th minute, we would have executed game plan perfectly. I would have said at the start of the game, I would be happy with the draw away at Portsmouth considering how they're playing Defin- this season definitely. and everything else. Uh, you know, as soon as we scored that first goal, and it's great. Um, I, I knew the second half was going to be an absolute bombardment, and you know, we seem to main like maintain it for a, for a decent period of time. It's actually refreshing for the first time in a long time that I've heard Portsmouth fans being complimentary about how we played last night. So that kind of speaks volumes. I not that I trust the uh, the fans of uh, Portsmouth and their opinions <laughs> and hold them as valid as as much as others, but uh, you know, it's it's a different kind of feeling to when you see oh you just hoof the ball all the time and look and and we'll we'll get into the we'll get into the pompey fans we'll we'll, we'll talk about those uh that lovely bunch uh in a bit but yeah look, i want to i want to wind it back a little bit because look game plan great okay and and look we would have bitten your arm off for a one all draw at fram park right and uh and it, good opposition i mean I, I still whenever i always I don't know about you guys, but I always find it a bit strange that we play in the same league as Portsmouth. I find it really strange that they were playing League Two up until a few seasons ago. They're just a massive football club, and it's a real shame what happened to them. You know, when they were at the top with all that financial mismanagement and a real kind of sleeping giant at the moment. I always find it strange that they are where they are, and um, you know, I don't know. Part of me kind of, I got a bit of a soft spot for Portsmouth. I kind of hope that they get back up there one day. Uh, it's a shame that they had to do it last night again. You know, uh, against us. Um, but you go to Fratton Park, you're looking for a, you know, you're going for a draw. I didn't see much in that first 20, the first half an hour. The, I didn't see, I just didn't see much from them. I thought that we could have probably gone in and tried to push for another goal and to try and make it a little bit more comfortable. But it, it, we basically resorted to the whole, you know, we're going to try and be Fort Knox. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of came off the gas. We reverted more to a, you know, more that safeguard what we've got kind of mentality. I really don't like that. I don't like it. I don't, you know, okay, it makes a little bit more sense when you go into somewhere like Fratton Park if you're away from home. But if you see that at home, that's, that's not good. But I don't like seeing it. And I think that invited Portsmouth back into the game. And but but also the fact that their equalizing goal was essentially a, a routine set piece from a throw in and they just mm. cut through our defense like butter. And uh, it was a really disappointing goal to give away. I know Bishop scored it and Bishop's, uh, you know, their their number nine talisman. But that was disappointing. And then I think after that, it was just like siege mentality, like you said. Yeah, I- I don't know. I mean, the fact is, Portsmouth, especially up front, they've got a very complete number nine in Colby Bishop, who's, you know, in his prime, really. Um, He looked very good last night. And having, is it Tino? I can't pronounce that. Is it Andrew Something like that from Chelsea, on loan from Chelsea. He's playing this level. He's far too good. Absolutely. He's far too good for this level. I mean, in, in the next year or so, he'll be, well, 
I mean, it's not hard with Chelsea at the moment, but he'll be knocking on the door for a place in their first team. So, you know, to have the quality that they've got at this level, and they looked very good last night, fair play to them, they'll be up there at the end of the season. Um, I agree, I wouldn't have that at home, but I didn't mind it last night. I mean, I was in a couple of group chats and, you know, they were saying it, it was saying on there, we're just going to hit them on the counter and we're going to get a goal. And lo and behold, that's what we did. Um, it's that's how we're going to win these gritty games. It's not. It's never going to be easy. But as long as we're going out and getting the results, you know, people were crying out for how it was on Drainsworth when we were driving for results before. Um, Bloomfield's starting to do that now, but we're starting to play a, you know, a nice brand of football. Really, I wouldn't say. You know, it's ex- excellent because there's still work to do. But you know, we're playing we're playing some nice stuff. I mean, Carlisle. We'll touch on Carlisle later on, but that was a really good game to watch. So mm. you know, we know we know what we've got in our arsenal. It's uh, it's it's all coming together. The the block tactics and uh, counter attack is typical for most teams away from home. Um, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. It's it's what it's what a lot of teams adopt. Um, it does work when we've got a fit and firing Gareth McCleary and dare I say it, Harry Boy's down one wing and, and and Hanlon playing also down one wing and when they're running at them, great but unfortunately we needed to change tact in the last 25 minutes because McCleary got tired Hanlon gets tired we don't have the same potency running at them in that period and that's when we probably should have brought on I don't know, someone like Joe Lowe or someone just to bolster that defence and maybe, I know we brought Tafazoli on but he's, he's hardly played a game recently and he's, he's not going to be fully up to match stats and um, so yeah, I think if we, we should have just bolstered the defence and I reckon we possibly could have held on to the 1-1 then, um, but as I say for 75 minutes we've got the attacking uh, mobility but towards the end you could see they were tiring going forward and unfortunately, that was our undoing because we didn't fully bolster the defence with a a player who has been playing really well this season, Joe Lowe. I think that's where we see Sadlier coming on, though. I think in time, once he kind of finds his feet, I think he's going to be a decent asset. He runs at play, you know, runs at people, and he's a bit explosive. And that's what we need up top. We've we've seen him in bit part at the moment, but that's I think that's why he's finding his feet. He didn't have the best of times at Bolton in terms of playing time. So, you know, we've got to give that guy a chance and Dell Taylor's coming back as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. Lots lots to be positive about. I would say that, uh, I mean, lots lots of positives to take yesterday. Um, look, you're losing. We lost the game. Um, but, you know, and, and to lose it in that fashion is always going to be disappointing. I think you used the word gutting on uh, on Twitter, Dan. I think a lot of people did. And I think a few people used probably some more colourful language. Again, we'll get onto that. Um, but I just see, I think a good sign that you're making progress is how the people react to your performance. And I think the reaction that I saw from the Pompey fans, on at least on Twitter afterwards, was a bit of, relief and uh and jubilation kind of you know but thinly veiled as a uh, as 
a lot of relief. I think they knew that they uh, they got away with one yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely, without a doubt. I think, uh, by all accounts, from speaking to some of them, I think they were, they were actually worried in the first half because we looked very powerful on the counter. Uh, I love that. That, that. That's great. You know, we, we want to make teams fearful of playing us. Um, so, you know, it's it's nice that we're, we're doing stuff like that now. Um, yeah, as I say, it's, it's all coming together nicely. But, you know, opposition fans are a weird bunch, aren't they? They come up with some really strange they, opinions. They are. Let's, let's talk about it because I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't remember... Uh, I don't remember quite a scene like I, I know it happens. I mean, it happens when you play the the quote unquote big teams, right? But um, Pompey were all in our tweets uh, all last night. They don't like us, yeah. though, do they? I mean, how how many times have we had problems um, with Pompey fans saying, "Oh, I won't play teams like Wickham and blah, 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 yeah. and all that stuff." I put them in the same bracket as Sunderland and of years past and Ipswich and all that. The difference between Sunderland and Ipswich is that they went up, so they sort of mellowed and let, let, us, let us alone. Pompey are one ah. of these teams, their fans are very sort of entitled, I think. Uh, they think they should be higher up. They, yeah, they had a good start to the season. But firstly, for the fact that they, they decided they're, they're better than us because we didn't take many down there. Uh, it's just ridiculous. You don't win by how many fans you've got. I mean, mm. Sunderland showed that for two seasons. They had 40,000 every home game. They didn't go up for two seasons. Yeah. Um, I just hate the way that they think that they are the best best team in the country simply because they've had a good start. We've, we've seen so many teams do this and then fall apart. And I just... I'm waiting for the day where we can sort of laugh at the Pompey fans because I just think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to keep this up. Um, but as I say, I, they're just some of the most entitled fans in the in in the league. A couple of seasons ago, I went down there and we were playing Hoofball under Ainsworth, but we got a result. And well, walking past, it was like we killed their family because some of the some of the comments from their fans as we were walking past back to the cars and stuff were just foul. But we're actually playing a half-decent brand of football now, and we actually dared to go there and actually try and do something at their, at their sort of palace where they're unbeatable. And, yeah, they'll get beaten. But I, st- I reckon... I, don't, I genuinely don't think they're going to go off automatically. I think they'll be playoffs, simple as that, because well, I think they'll fall apart. Yeah, well, that's another thing that you... Uh, that we haven't mentioned yet is is the fact that they are on such a good run of form at the moment. Um I think that's probably why, if I'm being honest, that I wasn't super annoyed about last night, really, honestly, because I just knew that their form was, you know, stellar. Their home form was was excellent. Uh, our form, our recent form has been decent. Um, and I know, you know, after, you know, given the uh, the game, at, the last game of the season, you know, with with the uh, with the wingy wonder um, that we can we can give them a good game. Um but you know, wasn't wasn't to be last night. Uh, Pompey fans, yeah. Look, it's just it it was it was a bit vitriolic last night. But you know, it's it's to be expected from those kind of bigger club fan bases. Like you said, Demo, there is there is a sense of entitlement there, and it. it but it's you know, I kind of you know, again, I think this just might be the soft spot coming through for him a little bit. Really, is ultimately look at where they were just you know just a decade ago, maybe a little bit longer ago. 
Uh, and ultimately, how they ended up there wasn't, it's not the fans' fault. It's just poor ownership and, and poor financial management, you know, and it, it can happen to any club, right? Um, how, how, how you behave and how you act as, as a fan, um, you know, is, is, is down to you. You can act in a good way, you can act in a bad way. And I think that there were some good winners among the, the Pompey fans. There were, you know, the, the customary, you know, you, you gave us a good game, good luck for the rest of the season kind of thing, you know, winning in, winning in a good way. You're always going to get that and you're always going to get the people that go, ah, fuck you, all that kind of stuff. I jest when I say that Pompey fans are weird because all fans are weird. All yeah. fan bases are really <laughs> strange. All fans are weird. Even, even some true. of our fan bases it's very are very strange. We've got, we got our, our fair fans. share. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is just what it is. Unfortunately, with, and I'm going to say teams like Portsmouth, with teams like Portsmouth and New Charlton's and New Sunderland's and et cetera, et cetera, you have a bunch of attendance wankers that will sit and point at the away fans and go, oh, you didn't bring many, but, yeah, do you know what? It's Tuesday night. People can't get off work. We're going through a cost of living crisis, and it's a couple of hour trip, a couple of hour trip there, a couple of hour trip back. Well done to the people that went. Congratulations! Mm. That you know, I'm really pleased that you went. You got behind the lads, and we nearly got a point because you're getting behind the lads. Mm. Really pleased with them. So I have Portsmouth fans sitting on there going, "Oh well, I can't wait to play teams like, uh, you know, teams in the championship like Swansea would bring." hundreds of fans down on a Tuesday night. That really annoyed me when I saw that. <laughs> uh, it's just stupid, isn't it? It's uh, just, you know, get in the bin. It's boring. Well, let's bring this background to a nice positive, uh, positive angle. Look, I'm introducing a brand new feature to this podcast. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, let us know. Um, the hero of the match, not the man of the match, but this is the Heroes of HP12 podcast, and I want the hero of the match. Um, who do you reckon was our best player, befitting of the title hero? I Ooh. think there's only really one, isn't there? And that's Josh Scarron. He was everywhere. And the man- he's managed to stay on the pitch, having got a fairly early yellow card. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points at the death. Who doesn't love a last minute winner? Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I can't really say much, much more than that. I'm going to have to agree with you there, although I thought that GMAC gave them a bit of trouble until he got tired, so I was quite pleased with that. Um, it was interesting, actually, such a point that uh, Jack Grimmel was making, and I think it sometimes we go, it goes unnoticed as, a, as an overweight armchair footballer, but there's the little things that make a difference, um, and some of the little bits that Jack was pointing out you don't kind of notice before, but it's nice to see a lot of our players doing that. So, you know give credit to like Voxy as we have done the last couple of games he's completely changed things I think putting the pressure up top like he has been he, he's in for a shout for it as well but I think he's got yeah, match fits finally yeah Voxy always takes a bit of time to get fit though doesn't he he always takes a bit yeah, of time does, to get yeah. into a season so well, there you go then. So, uh, who's yours, Michael? Who's yours? Well, no, I, I'm. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the crowd. I'm going to go Scowen. Um, I, I. I think that. I mean, it's it's a bit of an easy pick at this point, really. But I would say that GMAC looked ace, particularly in the first half, yeah. and uh, you know that that absolute uh, 
just rocket uh, of a shot uh, midway through the first half. Uh, that would have been quite some goal. Uh, you know, again, I, I think he can probably feel a little bit hard done by that he wasn't, you know, given the uh, given the goal. But I think looking at the replays, it, it came off Scown. So it was Scown's goal. Um, but he might be feeling a little bit cursed right now. But yeah, I, I think the fact, I mean, look, we're going to go Scown with the hero of the match uh, for last night. But again, testament to the squad, testament to what Blooms is putting together, uh, you know, when you have Pompey fans so happy with that win, because it was a mm. it was relief more than anything, I think, on their part. Um, and uh, and yeah, look, you know, was it a foul? Was it a foul? It doesn't really matter anymore. You know, we you know, we, we didn't win last night. We, we take it. We move on. And we'll get on to that moving on in a bit. Let's quickly talk about Carlisle, the Saturday game. The the much more uh, positive three points, obviously. 2-0 win, nice and tidy. Uh, some some really interesting things to talk about from this game. Obviously, some, some wild goalkeeper antics. But the thing that I do want to start talking about, though, is Voxy. Um, he's been... Those levels have been, you know, as you mentioned, Damo, those levels have been slowly upping. And we saw on Saturday, just what Super Sam is capable of. His goal on Saturday um, was exactly what you want for your, you know, leading striker. He was strong, he held the ball up and turned his man and it was a really nice finish into the bottom corner. Uh, it's a keeper who, by the way, after he came on for the the, the clown they had in, in the first half, uh, he was huge. I don't know if you all noticed. He, when, when the penalty was we given, noticed. and he he was he was filling the goal. I was just like, how could you actually get anything past him? But yeah, no. Back to Voxy, the finish was was quality, and he was winning headers, left, right, and centre. And if we had a couple more players who who maybe gambled and took a bit of and went on a bit of the run after the header, might have got a few more goals. Keeper, is it Thomas Holy or Holly? Thomas he Holy, was yeah. The, Holy, yeah, he was the Ipswich keeper that saved JJ's penalty in that nil-nil draw at, oh, was he? when we went up that season. Not surprised yeah. he's huge. Uh, <laughs> yes, seven foot something. No, he's six foot nine, I think. Um, no, it was, it was a complete performance from Sam, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, I was sitting there thinking, and I've said this even before in weeks past on this podcast, is it a case of Vokes is starting to slow down now? But no, it's just another slow start to the season for him where when he gets into it, he's some days he's absolutely unplayable. I think Saturday was one of those instances. He was everywhere, wasn't he? He was brilliant. How, how just, good was it to see him like that? Yeah, he just looked sharp really sharp he had that kind of killer instinct and and you know every time every time he got on the ball in that area you just thought he's 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 up for this Uh, i do also want to say big big uh just just to recognize um harry boys um for the for the give and go that set up that goal um it lovely to watch just really nice majestic champagne football that was a champagne football goal that was and uh, a really nice way to really settle the game which you know started off you know, started off strong again, uh, helped obviously by first half um, goalkeeper being sent off. For, and again, I'm going to risk incurring the wrath of, of of our wonderful listeners here by saying that I've watched this a bunch of times, a bunch of times. I don't see him hold it. I don't see him hold it with his hands. Um, some people are going to swear blind that they though. did. Nah, with his chest. I, I didn't see him hold it. doesn't matter if he holds it. 
just got well, to touch with his hand. That's enough. Well, no, no, I don't. I didn't see any contact with the hand um, at all. Um, so for, for, for yeah, I didn't see any contact with the hand, uh, and I've gotten forensic on that zoom. Um, but me, you, referee hasn't got that forensic view, has he? He's got one. No, no ultimately the goal is, is is strange because the referee is he's not well placed for it when it's happening, and he's gone down. The goalkeeper goes down with his back to to the ref, so I'm not really sure how he's made such a quick decision there. But look, I'm again. Let's bring it back round. Wickham bias. Obviously a red. Obviously a red, right? Also, a lot of times you go on player reaction. He held his hands out a couple of times, but yeah. there wasn't much protest, was there? No, no, because I, I think, I think, the, I think the keeper was just like, I have messed up here because he was probably embarrassed that he got caught out by Voxy. Just veteran instinct, you know, being a. It's, it's, it's a bit of a meme thing really isn't it i mean it's just like you know Bogusy catches him out goalkeeper panics rushes out but i didn't see i didn't see any contact with the hand i'm gonna have to go back and if, check it for the 50th you, time now i don't I, i'd like to see the report for it because i don't know kind of what they put it down to whether it was handball outside the box or denying a goal scoring opportunity because it felt yeah. like with i feel it's more the denying a goal scoring opportunity because he's gone down at the point with where his chest and hands are Mm. to to the ball and Vokes has got won the ball and tripped over the keeper as a result so it's that's where I feel yeah that's more likely isn't it the because Vokesy like isn't going to Vokesy isn't going to boot the ball when it's basically sellotaped to the keeper's chest um and it, and it ultimately does change the way you can play the game i think that's probably more likely um, but the, the referee was just the referee just sees what happens. He sees Vokes, he put his arms up in the air and, you know, given the placement and what had come before, I think it was just always going to be a red anyway. Look, we're not complaining. Uh, it happened and it really I, changed the uh, the dynamic of the game, didn't it? I don't, I don't know if I'm being stupid, though, but I've, I feel like there's been some instances where keepers have handled it slightly outside the area before. And as if it's not denying a goal scoring opportunity, it'd been given like a yellow. They haven't been given a red for it. So yeah. I feel that's probably more likely that it's that over the handball in the first place. Yeah, well, it was last man, last man. And, yeah, exactly. it, you know, ultimately, if uh, if Vokesy if sweeps that, he's got an empty net to, to tap the ball into. So, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, but look, um, it, it got worse for our um, for our northern visitors. Uh, Give away a penalty, clumsy challenge. Uh, Luke Leahy, uh, nice penalty, comfortable penalty, classy penalty. We know Luke Leahy's class anyway. But the thing that I really took from the game uh, was just Leahy's overall performance. Good penalty, but later on uh, in the second half, deep in the second half, when we are facing that pressure. Um, that challenge, that that kind of goal-saving challenge, you know, he can do it at both ends of the pitch. He can, but I came away, and I, and I, I might be facing some wrath of what I'm about to say. I came away thinking he it wasn't his best game for us. He In oh. defence, he played really well, but there was a lot of aimless balls forward that didn't go anywhere near any of the players forward. He's, he's better than that. Defensively, can't can't fault him. But going forward, I thought, yeah, he scored a good penalty. But I just mm. generally thought he was. Uh, I know he was playing in the defence, so he shouldn't be going forward that much. But yeah. he's usually better with. Uh, he, I thought his aim was off on Saturday. Certainly, there was a lot of aimless 
hoofs forward, which I thought weren't needed at times. He could have played it a bit more calmly. I'm going to counter out that demo. <laughs> I thought you might. So... I actually think that putting him back into centre-back, although I don't want him there because I feel he's got more to offer up the pitch, has brought more composure to the back line, which has helped us across the line much more so over the last few games. I I feel it might, you know, yeah, okay, there were a couple of aimless balls and blah, 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 but I cannot appreciate that man more than enough. I think he is probably one of the best signings we've had at this club in a long time, just purely for the fact that he is such a natural at so many different positions. And when he slots in there, you have complete confidence for me, I'll go as a crew comparison, but defence-wise, it was like when you had Jamie Bates in defence and you had that level of confidence that nothing was going to go past him or Terry Evans back in the day. or Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know you've got someone at the back that you can just yeah. absolutely rely on no matter safe. what. Safe. Safe as houses. Yeah, exactly. He's safe. And that's what you want. You know, if you've got a, a game, you know, we've got Joe Lowe with COVID or, or Lovid as I've as I've branded it, um, you know, Farina being injured. Thank you. Um, we have Farina being potentially, you know, back in and out of the team. Taff made, Taff made of glass or paper, whatever. Yeah. Kia being older than Demo, so you know it's <laughs> we've got you know we've got yeah. defensive frailties, but you've got someone that can play in that depth, you know, and bring bring brings it a bit of composure to the back line. I didn't yeah, feel I, worried on Saturday at any point. No, I I absolutely love Leahy um, in 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 that in the, in the I just centre back position. I the first time I the first time I saw it, I was like because eh, I know that he's you know naturally inclined left left back, but I just thought it was more of a just kind of papering over some cracks when it happened a few weeks ago. But no, he 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 can really just do it all, can't he? Look, and I just know, want to act- put a dis- disclaimer out there: what I said does not diminish my love for Leahy because I think he's great. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone knows now. Everyone knows. The, the word's out. The word's out, Damo. Um, you know, Leahy's you're in trouble. trying now. Yeah, you and your mate Moses, you better be well. Adam's, Adam's, Adam's going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, before, before we uh, move on to uh, Fleetwood preview, um, a few words about the family day shenanigans. Damo, you were there. How'd it go down? Uh, I walked in and walked past it because it was just a melee of people and obviously not aimed at me. But everyone seemed to be having a good time. Uh, you know, there was, a, it was Kids Central, you know, it was full on um, exactly what we expect out of a family day. Um, it had brought in extra people, it had brought in extra fans. But as I say, I didn't actually t- take much notice of it because it, I wasn't really... <laughs> Aimed at by the family day. It was not my cup of tea. Even the teacups that were there. Not my, t- not my cup of tea. I got sent pictures of pigs. And I saw someone inside Bodger. Which must have pleased Adam. No no end. Yeah. So yeah. At, least he, at least he wasn't inside Bodger. No. That's a relief. I, I don't really know what to say. I don't know what to say to that. Um, well, we do have some good news. I mean, so a couple of things that we did see coming out of the event. Obviously, uh, the club were really happy with the way it went. You're going to be because uh, you got a good result as well. Like literally the perfect outcome for them. So great stuff. Um, but a couple of things that we were talking about last week, uh, Dan, we saw them. We saw a, a post event 
uh, survey go out, which is a you know good form. The club's obviously eager to to learn and to optimize how they do that going forward. So really good and probably the best news the best news of all is that those deck chairs those giant deck chairs they're not going anywhere they're going to become a permanent fixture there we go hallelujah people are going to have overblown oversized deck chairs to sit in i'm i'm digging it and the next time i'm back at the park i'm going to be sat in those chairs uh but yeah all in all carlisle good day fun for all the family let's uh let's turn our attention now to this coming weekend. So we're um, Fleetwood Town, uh, new manager, Lee Johnson, uh, coming in a couple of weeks ago, replacing Scott Brown. They're unbeaten since Johnson's come in. Um, so unbeaten in the last three. Sounds to me like they're turning things around. Given what we experienced on Saturday, given what we saw last night on Tuesday, what are you hoping to see in general? Aside from win, obviously. I've been having a look at their previous three teams play because I know one of them was Cheltenham and they haven't even scored yet this season. So mm. I, I'm just seeing whether that's a benchmark of whether that's any, uh, whether they've turned things around or not. But um, I'm gutted we're playing them at a time when Lee Johnson's on the ascendancy because, you know, if we played them a few weeks earlier, we, we might have... Uh, we, we definitely probably would have got a result against them. We never play well away at Fleetwood, do we? There's always... Well, with the of exception a... of the playoff semi-final first leg. Yeah, but no one was there for that. So, you know, that's <laughs> We were all there in spirit. Yeah, we, did, we were, but the Cod Army weren't there to push them home, were they? So Yeah, yeah um, the pressure, pressure cooker that is Highbury Stadium. Oh, there's a cracking chippy about outside there, but apart from that, there's nothing much more to look forward to going up to Fleetwood, is there? Um, it's Blackpool, but you can't get in, isn't it, basically? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, like, you, know, you know, it seems to have turned things around for them. I don't think, especially after all the off-the-field troubles that they've had, I, I don't think they'll be up and around there this season. So I would hope for a win, and I would hope, considering how... We've been playing recently, obviously Pompey aside yesterday. I, I don't think we played badly, really. We had a game plan and we nearly executed it. Um, I, I would be hoping for a win and I'd be disappointed if we didn't win, really. Um, I just, I think they're a bit of a shadow of a team that we played when we played them in the um, playoff semi-final. Like you said, I've I just had a look at the teams who they've been playing. Burton, Fleetwood, uh, sorry, Burton, Orient and then... Cheltenham, he's, he's not exactly world beaters, is it? Um, I just got to. They may have a new manager bounce, but that's got to end sometime. I, we've lost against Cheltenham, we lost against Portsmouth, we beat Carlisle. But all three games we had moments where we played quite well, and especially Carlisle. But I see Fleetwood on a similar level to a Carlisle sort of team, and I think we should be going up there looking to win, not not looking to draw. Hmm. We've got a pretty good record against them. I mean, unbeaten in two seasons. Um, so two wins, two draws. Um, it's it's perhaps not the best time to be playing them, given the you know the new manager situation that they got. But I would argue that you know, given our recent performances, uh, despite the loss yesterday, I really fancy our chances going up there. I guess the question for you guys is. What what changes, if any, are you looking to make to our starting lineup? I mean, we talked about Leahy looking really nice uh, in in defence. Do we do we want to kind of move him into the middle though? You know, now that I guess we've got Jolo probably coming back, Farino looking to come back. 
I wouldn't change a thing. So play the same team. I wouldn't either. It's yeah. It's just um. It's just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, people might say, oh, it is broke because we lost, but we're playing well, even in the games we've lost. So I would literally take, and the fact that Jasper's come in and done so well, I think he's brilliant, and just keep keep it going. I think Jasper looks great at right back. He off well wing right wing back. He offers he offers something. He's he's dynamic and he's you know and he seems confident there as well. He's the type of character that we want around the club, and I just I love seeing him giving it giving his chance. It's it's great, and it just shows the how our development squad's coming along and opportunity to grow players. I mean, in that short space of time, we've had you know Anis, we've had Chris Farino. We've had obviously Jasper coming through. There's a couple of others in the wings, TJ obviously as well. You know, this in that short space of time, we're, we're developing players well for for first team football in League One. I think is brilliant. Um, I think I wouldn't change anything either, Damo. I think exactly the same. I think we've got a good rhythm going at the moment. We had two different game plans that they executed well on Saturday. I think one thing I do want to see is I want Sadlier to have a bit more time. I I really think he's going to come good for us. I do. Um, I'm excited to see him do some stuff. But, you know, give him give him a half or half an hour Saturday. See how he cracks on. Players like him are going to be what takes us through when we get to the other end of the season when we're getting tired. All that all-important depth for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Predictions, gents. Uh, what are we going with uh, score-wise for Saturday? I'm going to go with a solid 2-0 win. Mm. I'm going to go... Do you know what's hard? Because every time we go up there, we draw or lose. Because last season, it was Admiral Musquay scored against us. And the season before, it was a 3 all draw. And we were 3-1 up. And I, I remember because I was at my dad's wedding. and. I was annoyed because I saw it last time I saw it as three one up, and then I was on the dance floor, and it was three. I was disappointed. So yeah, um, I'm going to go two one. I think I'm also going to go two one as well. Um, I, it's never straightforward when we go up there, um, but I don't think. I mean, I don't think our record against Fleetwood is is. I think it's a pretty decent record. Uh, you know, difficult when you're going up there. It's windy up there, isn't it? Very windy. I've not been. Yeah, I believe right. so. I used to go up there a lot when they're in the non-league days and they're in the conference and the stadium wasn't as developed as it was then there because they had that new big curve stand before yeah. that that was just literally um, like a standing area. I don't think anyone stood down there and the wind getting into that stadium was ridiculous. Yeah, unbelievable. There we go. But we're going for a trio of wins. What a shock going for the Wickham win. Um, gents, pleasure as always. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for joining for another episode of the Heroes of HP12. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Spotify. And if you're loving the podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes of HP12. You can follow Adam at APCWWFC, Dan at DanClarkPR, and Damien at Damo1507. We'll be back next week with more discussion on all things Chairboys. Until then, stay well and come on you blues.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.